Oh, it's good to, uh, I can't really put this into words. Josh has, as usual, said every word that needs to be said because of his poetic gifting. It's not because you've got a big mouth. <laughs> but is, is, uh, just to be on stage here this morning, I can't explain it. I'm feeling the presence of the Lord. Man, it is so good to be together. Oh, Lord, we just love you. Lord, we thank you that you are here. Father, I just thank you, Lord, that you are touching and meeting people where they are at right now. Lord, I thank you, Isaiah 40 says, he tends his flock like a shepherd and he gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. And Lord, you are carrying the church close to your heart right now. Lord, you're carrying the church close to your heart. Globally, you are carrying the church close to your heart right now. Amen. Well, guys, I'm, um, I'm going to share just for a few minutes because I, uh, well, I, I've, got, I've got a few things I want to say, but I love this when this happens is I uh, asked Chloe Trentham just to come and bring and uh, basically give her prophetic gifting to us this morning. And Chloe, it was amazing. Like, so amazing that you preached my message. You actually preached my message. So I think we might just play her word and then go back to worship. But I was, uh, I was awoken by the Lord Monday night. And uh, so when, when this happens, it's pretty, uh, I love sleep. You can ask my wife. I'm a pretty deep sleeper. But when I get woken up, it's like, okay, it's for a reason. And I uh, came down and went downstairs, made a cup of tea. And uh, I just started praying. And I heard the Lord say to me, stand at your post. Stand at your post. And instantly when I heard that, I was thinking, okay, my memory is a little bit foggy on this, but I know there is something in Habakkuk. So I went to it, Habakkuk 2 verse 1, and I opened it and and it reads this. I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me. I will take my stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me. Those of you who don't know when this was written, a watch, uh, sorry, a, a watch post or a, a station these were, these were pockets of high places around a city that was guarded by walls. But the people that would stand in those towers, the soldiers, they would stand, at a, stand as high as they could and they would be able to see at far length. You know, that, that depending on how high the station was, was to how far they could see. And they would say if there was an enemy coming or a friend coming. It was like... It was like the, the, back in that time when that was written, it was like the modern day CCTV. It was someone standing up there and watching to see if something was coming. And, and we know that the, the prophets use this analogy for themselves, that the gift of prophecy is that prophets who have the gift, people that can prophesy, they foresee, they see what's coming. They speak what God is doing. I just thank you, God, for the prophets that are in this house. Lord, I thank you for the prophetic gift that has been in this church ever since I was born. And, 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 I, and I know I'd get an amen for the church that this is a time to hear from the prophets. 
But I read that verse in that Habakkuk where he says, I will take my stand. You know, Habakkuk is writing it. He's stating a principle for us right now is that if we want to hear God, we have to be standing. We cannot be sitting in this time. We have to be standing. We have to be looking at what God is doing, not what is happening around us. Psalm 27, lift up your heads, O you gates. Be lifted up, you ancient doors. Lift your, the gates is people. Lift your heads, church. Lift your heads and see what God is doing. Beginning of Revelation 4, John writes, Then as I looked, I saw a door standing in heaven, and the same voice I heard before spoke to me with a trumpet blast. The voice said, listen, come up here, and I will show you what must happen here. Come up. We as a body, as a church, we are to come up to hear God. Come up. Or Jonathan, like, okay, this is great analogy, but what are you talking about? I'm, I'm going to re-show you a piece of scripture that we all know, but I believe this is such an important key for us in this time. That you can actually be looking around you and be praying, or you can go up and pray from what is going up in heaven. Because that is where we are called to be. That is where we are called to see what is God doing in heaven, and we speak it down here on earth. I love reading the Word of God, but I, it constantly surprises me that when I read Scripture that I have heard in this building time and time and time again, it's that when I hear it again in my present circumstance, the Holy Spirit shows me something that I'm like, how did I not see that? How did I not see it? It's in Mark 4, 35 to 41. You guys know this. This is, if you haven't, this is Jesus traveling with the disciples and they encounter a storm when they're on a boat. Let me read this. Mark 4, verse 35. On that day when evening had come, he said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And other boats were with, with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. Verse 37, and a great windstorm arose and when the waves were breaking into the boat so that the boat was already filling, but he was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. And they woke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care what, that we are perishing? And he awoke, rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And he said to them, to the disciples, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? This, this is not a trick question, but I'm going to ask the people behind me, who is Jesus? Say it. Son of God. King of Kings. Shepherd. These guys have kept their jobs. These guys... No? All right. Je Jesus is God. Like, he, he is the manifest picture of who God was and his God. But then look at this. What do we call a conversation with God? Another question. <laughs> no, no. What do we call a conversation with God? Prayer. Okay. So think about this. The disciples 
wake up Jesus, have a conversation with him, and Jesus does something. So Jesus wakes them up. Jesus wakes up. He answers the prayers of the disciples, and he calms the storm. Amazing. Prayer answered. Would we all agree? Prayer has been answered. But then Jesus then turns to his disciples and says, why did you not have any faith? Why did you not have any faith? This is quite challenging when you think that I think the disciples did exactly what they needed to do. They were in a storm. They turned to Jesus and said, Jesus, help us. There's a storm. So Jesus wakes up, calms the storm, and then turns to the very people that are praying to him and says, why did you have no faith? This is a challenge. You think how Jesus was interacting with the disciples, it's a lesson for us right now, the church, there's a lesson for us to learn in this moment. The disciples were running around, throwing water out of the boats, going, losing their minds in the storm, and they wake up Jesus, Jesus calms the storm, and he rebukes them for having no faith. There's something that doesn't add up here. There's something in this story that Jesus is showing us right now. And this is where the question flips to us. Are we praying for peace in a storm and asking Jesus to do it? Or is Jesus turning around and saying, I want you to rebuke the storm? Church, are we being the church right now? Because he has asked us to rebuke anything that is not of him. And rebuking is standing in our authority that Jesus paid for on the cross and gave it to us as his church for us to demonstrate it. Luke 17, Jesus says, For indeed, as he's speaking to the Pharisees, he says, The kingdom of God is within you. It's within you. So therefore, if we have received the kingdom, then we have an obligation to release the kingdom when we are going through a storm. I, I just think this. I don't believe the church can lose the, the authority that God's given, but I tell you what, we can forget it. We cannot lose our authority, but we can forget it. And I believe the disciples were being challenged and corrected by Jesus because Jesus was saying, have you forgotten the authority that I've already given you? Have you forgotten that you are the head, not the tail, church? Have you forgotten that in these days that we are going through, we are not to be bowing the knee to the voices of this world? We are to be the light into this world and we are to speak what God is saying, not what the world is repeating back. It is about authority in these times and that we are to take a stand as a church and we are to use the authority that Christ has given for, given to us and he's paid for. Like what Chloe said, it's time for the church to arise 
we are to stand at the post that God has given us and that we are to perceive and see what he is doing and we are to declare it over this time. One of the reasons why I know this message is burning within me about standing at your post is I, I feel like some of this is not just for Life Church Bath. I want to say this over the nation of England. England, if we are to listen to what the world, what England is repeating back to us, I've heard enough this week and the week before that the next six months, blank, 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 the next six months, it's going to get worse. The next six months, all of the things that in England terms we call, well, that's just being correct, but actually we are just subtly speaking curses over our nation and agreeing with whatever the news is telling us. It's no longer good news, it's bad news. And we have to stand up and take the authority that Jesus gave, gave us and say, this does not have to happen. We have the authority to stop what the enemy wants to do to our nation. We have the authority, church. But if we don't stand in a time like this, we sit down and we follow and we do everything and we just become the same voice. We're no longer salt. We're no longer light that we've given a mandate in all seasons to bear fruit, Psalm 1. We are to bear fruit in this season. And if fruit right now looks like us standing up and saying, God, we believe your promises and that God, you have a plan for this nation. You don't only just have a plan for this nation, but you have a plan for this church and you're gonna use us to administer it. I want to do an exercise this morning. I've done it before. I did it last year and I want to do it this morning. And it's an exercise that I believe is going to just remind us who we are as a church. I've got some declarations that we are going to speak over ourselves, over this church, over the nation, over our city. And the reason why we're going to declare it is because we are standing on God's word. We're not standing on anything else. But if there is a storm, we have to recognize we've been given the authority to rebuke it. We, we are to stand in these times. We're not to, to get scared and walk away. I want to say, I said this at Union when I took community, there's something about authority that God wants to remind us. It, you know, physical obedience brings spiritual release. And I just want to say that when we speak these words, these are not words that are just casual. These have power. These have power. So I'm going to ask you if you would like to stand where you are in light of this verse in Habakkuk to take a stand and stand at your post. And if you're listening to this message, I'm gonna repeat some things and we're gonna, we're gonna re re say them out loud, but we're gonna say them believing that we have authority in this time. And I want you to speak it out as if you've got a bit of Tabasco sauce in your mouth, but you're gonna get, get a bit fiery when you speak. Are you guys ready? Are you ready? Okay. In the name of Jesus. All right, we're going to say it again, but the guys behind me are going to shout it like they mean it. In the name of Jesus, I decree that Life Church Bath 
is a kingdom church filled with righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. We at Life Church Bath set our minds and keep them set on things above. Where Christ is, we set our love on God the Father, His Son Jesus Christ, and His Holy Spirit. We make Jesus Christ the center of everything we do. We honor the Holy Spirit and yield to His presence. His power and His will in all things. Come on. We at Life Church Bath are filled with the Holy Spirit and power. We go about doing good and healing all who are oppressed by the devil. For God is with us. We have an open heaven by the blood of Jesus. The Holy Spirit rests upon us and remains. We are keenly sensitive to the Lord and His voice. We all hear God's voice behind us saying, this is the way, walk in it. We never turn to the right or to the left. We hear God's voice clearly. And we follow Him. All of our prayers are heard and answered. And everything we need is provided in abundance. Well done, guys. Keep going. We have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But we have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. We operate in power, love, and a sound mind, and we are filled with God's perfect love. We dwell in unity as brothers and sisters in Christ, and God's anointing covers us. Every time we gather together, we host the presence of God. The glory of God rests upon us corporately and individually, and God is enthroned upon our praises. In the name of Jesus, I decree that Life Church Bath is a kingdom church filled with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Father, I pray, Lord, as we stand as a church in this time, we stand in the authority that you have given us. God, help to remind us that we are to stand in the place that you have called us to be. We are not to sit. We are not to sit in this time. 
And Lord, that you've called us to see what you are doing. And we hear that you are saying, arise church, arise church. Psalm 144, God, you say, praise be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle. And you are using what's going on right now in our nation to turn us to you and to train us and to learn how to be in an authority that you have asked us. Lord, we rebuke any storm that is trying to minimize the power of what you have decreed over us as a people. Lord, we are to stand in this time Guys, as you are listening, just turn your eyes to Jesus. Fix your eyes upon him and say, God, take me higher to see what you are doing. Lord, you are building this church not to retreat, but to advance in such a time as this. Guys, I just encourage you just to stand where you are listening to this, whether you're at home, whether you're watching this in your office, wherever you're watching this, just stand where you are. It's in the words of Habakkuk. He says, I will stand at my watch post and station myself on the tower and look out to see what he will say to me. And I just want us to wait. And I want us to be recognized that when we stand as a church, we see, we see what he is doing. As Josh said, God, we trust you. We trust you, God. Just where you are, speak out what you are seeing, guys. There is power in what you are saying right now, that we are prophesying over the church prophesying over this nation, prophesying over this city, prophesying over your families. We're going to just go into a, just a time of worship, just declaring who God is to us, that God is a way maker and that he is a light in the darkness. And that is what you've called us to be in this time. God, to be a light in this time. We are not going to be timid in this time. 